Toronto on Tilt. Uh, yeah, follow us on our Twitter at Toronto on Tilt. Obviously, we're live on YouTube, live on Twitch, Toronto on Tilt. Tell your friends. Uh, this week was a mixed bag, I guess. Thoughts? It, it was Very like a five hundred two and two. It was like the most up and down. It's like if this is what the whole season is going to be. I'm not going to be able to survive it. There is just so much. You know, I don't know what baseball is like that. Yeah. But with our expectations being so high, it's made every game just unbelievably tough to get through because you're just you're dying with every pitch, really, which you usually are, but not at this level because every game feels like you know the Jays. You know, we don't want to fall behind the annual lease. We got to stay competitive. We got to keep winning these these Yankee games, and it felt like, especially last night, I was very annoyed with the lineup. And Can we, you want to get right to that the lineup? I do. Teoscar being hurt. So Teoscar's hurt. Uh, apparently, it's minor, and he feels a lot better. It's an oblique. Danny Jansen looked like he was feeling fine, and he's out several weeks. And then they say that he's actually not. I don't know. It, it's a fucking oblique. Who knows how long he's going to be. Oblique's a bad, it's a bad one. It, it's not good. Uh, yeah, maybe. Hey, cool. He can come back, but there's things that guys are injured all the time. Like, yeah. It's not great. It's really not ideal. And Ramel Tapia has not had a great start to the season. Dropping that ball in the corner specifically. Yeah. Something talking about. And he hasn't hit at all. He got hit in the ninth last night. Uh, okay. He's just he did get robbed right up there. He did get can, robbed too by JD, but at the same time, it's getting a little frustrating, and we're going to see a lot of him now. Can we can we talk about how we literally joked that watch Montoya hit Tapia in like the five hole and, and the, DH him? He's already hitting him in the five hole, yeah. and and there's not like a people are going to say, oh well, he has injuries. Like you don't that's going to be your if you're going to go lefty righty lefty that should be the first lefty you throw up there why is right. that the guy i'd rather have kevin i know kevin is struggling but he has a higher ceiling well he's walking like, at least yeah he's, he's that, we, even, that's the thing with kevin even when he's struggling he's walking tapio it's like you're getting a soft fielder's choice basically every time you're getting a you, you're not getting what the upside i think with kevin bees you up there well, I, I don't know if that's a big thing but it really pissed me off yesterday seeing him the five well not only that it's just like you guys brought it up when you first saw the lineup like, what the fuck is Chapman doing off on a day that Springer's the, like the, the lineup was just like, what are you guys doing? I, I get it. Oh, we're going to throw a bunch of lefties at Luis Severino. How about you put your best players against Luis Severino? Now I know Chapman came in later and his defense hasn't been, it has not been platinum glove early. <laughs> just flat out. It hasn't been great. Uh, I expect that to be better. Cause even when his hip was all mangled last year, he was elite defensively so I, I guess that'll figure itself out but i guess the it's interesting just, thing is like think about this so you have that you have the beginning of that texas series where the bats are just ridiculous which is also i think why we're living and dying so much in this series because other than vladdy hitting three fucking dingers in the third against gary cole or three dingers total uh two against cole one was and then he hit a double that the offense hasn't really clicked. Like about halfway through the Sunday game that we were at, they stopped scoring. Like they went up six one, and they basically just stopped scoring. And, and it's a bad Rangers sense. bullpen too. That's a that's a bullpen you should score against. Yeah, like I, I know the Yankees bullpen's better, and you get Garrett Cole and Luis Luis Severino look really good, which you is fucking concerning. Yesterday, I really don't like that. Yeah, uh, that's also, like where you could say with our hitters, like I mean, you face a guy dealing like that. 
you know, uh, and like I forgot how much I hated Luis Severino, but like the whole talking with Alec Manoa, it was kind of like, you know what? Like, I really hope that happens because, you know, Luis, I don't think that's going to go very well for you. <laughs> I wish Manoa stepped on the field at least. He just stayed in the dugout. He would have backed off. He, he, he was standing up very high, though. Like he was he was the alpha of that group, and he was he was going to take charge if needed. I don't think Luis Severino would have liked the consequences of his actions. If he, he would have been in the aisle for the, another two years if he if he had a confrontation with Alec Manoa, that would have been a huge issue for him. We also talked he about how much thinks, we love. He, he thinks they have big guys too. He thinks Aaron Judge. Let's go, yeah, we got Judge and Stanton. Did they get Joe the Gallo? They're not going to get there in time. Didn't they get into a fight last year with the Red Sox? I don't know if they actually like fought. Though. I thought like Judge had a thing and like he had some kind of headlock. I saw a picture yesterday. I don't know uh, if he if he won it, I but can't maybe see, he. I can't see Aaron Judge throwing a punch. I really can't. I can't see him holding like a little guy in a headlock and just yeah. waiting for the fight to be over. They're all big, but they're not fighters. Big guys big can't fight. Nothing. As I've I've learned from Anthony, big guys they can't. The, I, honestly, the most dangerous guy is probably JD. Because no, we've seen yeah. JD in in baseball yeah. fights, <laughs> he's a lunatic. That's probably the most dangerous dude on that team. And maybe you're Isaiah Kiner. Isaiah Kiner for Lefo is probably the biggest savage and just like just beats the shit out of anybody. He's actually a kickboxer. He just comes out of nowhere, throws yeah. a roundhouse kick. You're like, oh, there's the cauliflower ears. Like, what happened? Oh, we just missed that. <laughs> oh fuck, what? God, he's in, he's been in the octagon this whole time. We didn't know. Yeah. I, I I do want to talk about yesterday because you're saying how like um we struggled against good pitching. The problem with yesterday that pissed me off the most. Our biggest situations, the ninth inning and the second inning, we had the top of the order up. Like the best guys were coming up, and we had like the bases loaded, and we couldn't do anything with it really. And I guess it's part of its hot pitching because the same thing happened with against Cortez. Like I've been a big Cortez fan since last season. I'm like, this guy's actually pretty good. He just finds a way to get through innings. He did it again in the second game we played, and it just feels like so far early this season. It's been like a few games now where we've just gotten so cold and not being able to script string anything together. Against pitchers that are pitching well, yeah, it's like that's what I said. Like the like when you look at the things that have happened to this team so far to start the season, and they're four and three. Like it, there's like Danny Jansen getting hurt was bigger than I think a lot of people expected because Kirk catching isn't ideal. Kirk DHing was a great situation. Kirk behind, having to be behind the plate most of the time, not so much. And Tyler Hanneman throwing that ball away he, at first base is frustrating. Do you think that hurt Kikuchi? Because he, he caught the Kikuchi game, and Kikuchi felt like he just didn't throw his fastball a lot, really. And I, I don't think that, like, he well, didn't throw his fastball well, and he just wasn't throwing it much. It was weird because Kikuchi looked like he was fastball slider for like the first two innings. Then he worked in a cutter. It, like, I don't know. I know he has a splitter, but I guess he shelved it like halfway through last year and he hasn't really like he has a bunch of pitches. He has a lot of good movement. It's just, man, a lot of those pitches were center cut. And I don't know how much of that, like, I don't know how much of that is the catcher when the pitcher's throwing them yeah. right like down the, fir- the dick. The first inning, he got very lucky because they were hitting everything and they got out of the inning without anything. That Lord is great then, catch. <laughs> yeah. Which he's made like, a lot of pl- good plays with the play yesterday. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. The one he, the one he missed. He could have caught that. I, I was I, about I to say, I was convinced of that. I was yelling that I was telling you guys, I was telling anyone that would listen. And then when Joe Siddle came on and he's just like, I think he could have caught that. And he was convinced he was just going to deke the runner. And I'm like, yeah. thank you. 
Like you that's, can see that's him the jogging. First Lourdes play we got. You this see year. him jogging and the throw. The that first was nowhere like, near the but like the, no. He's, but, him like, missing he two throw cutoff that. men in the same gate. Like Lourdes has he already had some adventures. Made a very good throw after that, keeping Stan to a single. He's had some good catches. Well, come on, it's what it is. It's what he it is. Him and T. Oscar, who was in left field. But he played it very well. Played exactly he's supposed to play. Too hard. He's too slow to get a double. He did. He did what he was supposed to do. Or yeah. something that was well, well, are we going to talk about Aspinall the play before? Literally running himself off the fucking. Yeah, that was that was, really that was frustrating. No one's talking about that because there's certain guys in the team people like to focus on. I I would like to say the track record of. Yeah, he is what he is. He is what he is. He's going to make plays like that. Teoscar's also going to make plays like that. His bat I mean, needs to be better to make up for it. Well, you saw the one that Teoscar threw out JD at home. He made a meal of it in right field. And then the Yankees yes. base co- uh, third base coach or JD, whoever decided to send JD or JD's decision JD to go. JD sent JD. Was no the, JD that JD. was so bad. And Teo got to like bail himself out by gunning him down at home. Uh, the, one, the positive I will say is... It was weird. On Twitter, there's a lot of people that were saying that Barrios sucked. He looked pretty good and then kind of came apart at the end, which to me felt like he didn't get out of the first inning. He threw like 30-some-odd pitches in game one. Looked good until he hit the 70s, and then he started hanging the breaking ball, and the fastballs became center cut. So he looks like he's progressing to being better, and Kevin Gossman looked really good. If it's not for Lord... He did not it, what happened yesterday. Exactly. If it's not for Lourdes making a meal of that ball, like no, that's been always seen that play too. That put the guy. Yeah, in no, that's true. That didn't happen. Those, those are, to be honest, the Jets play was almost as bad. He didn't keep where he missed it, down. and then it ended up in left field. It, and it, yeah. it was yeah. the first time defense hurt them this season, really. And then bloop singles. Basically. Yeah, but Kevin Gosh, that's 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 what I've been talking about though. That high fastball. In the like ninety four to ninety seven, right? You got that working. Oh, there goes the puppy. You got the splitter and the changeup, and now he's slow throwing that slider, and he doesn't throw it like the first time through the order, and then he's out there just sneaking it through. It was that was impressive. Yeah. We were saying it after his first start, like in person. Like I, he was the only one I wasn't really concerned with because it's like I could see how what a good gospel is going to look like even his bad outing he's able to figure it out and get us through innings the problem with barrios is he can implode and just like yeah. nothing can go his way gospel's like really really good and like even when he's bad he's he's good and last night everything was working like the yankees big hitters who who have been good against him like stan you see those swings stan is putting I, up it's really embarrassing the, the, the funny thing is they kept talking about how he had great numbers against gospel i'm like how many of those were like i it was at all the Orioles, basically, like literally all the Orioles before old, he yeah. became a good player. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He like looked ridiculous. Although with Stan, when Wailing he was an Oriole, it was too. I'm trying to think like how long they would have overlapped when Stanton got traded there. Maybe there one season. 17, he got there. Yeah, so maybe one season. But one season's enough in the AL East if you play a guy enough times to get that many bats. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. He saw um, him that on like, what, five times? Yeah, and he, and, and he seemed to like – he couldn't. He didn't know when the fastball was coming. The change of the cut, they like, and then those three. That I think he threw three sliders in the first, like that bat where Stanton just like sword, 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 K gone. Sit down. Yeah, <laughs> the second AB. Like that, he just stood there. Yeah, the swords. The pitching to the yeah. swords. It was just God. It was fantastic. So positive note: the pitching's coming around. Uh, Alec Manoa. Oh, yeah. oh. 
He's yeah, he good. got kind of wild, but he didn't give up any hits, so he was able to get out of those. Well, the most interesting thing about Manoa's start is the fifth inning. He went six, right? Did yeah. He was, yeah, so it was the fifth I, inning. He looked tired. His second last inning. He looked like he was losing it. The fa- like the fastball velocity had dropped, and he was kind of getting wild, and he got out of it. And Charlie went back to him, which Charlie doesn't normally do. I generally think Charlie has kind of a quick hook. Uh, he went back to him. And he, like, I was kind of concerned because I was like, oh, Christ, he looks real tired in the last inning. And then he was nails. He came back out for that sixth, locked it down, went right through it, handed it over the, the bullpen, and dominated. Right? Yeah. Because it gets, like, Judge and Stanton. I don't know. A judge might have been the one before, but it was definitely, like, Stanton. It was, like, four, five, six Stanton, at least. Stanton and Gallo, yeah. Yeah. So, it, it like, that was that was super impressive to me. Although, at this point, like, I'm like nothing surprises me with Alec Manoa anymore. He's just so good. I and mean, then you have I, Kevin Gosman. I said it, fifty to one MVP. It was stupid for Cy Young. Cy Young, yeah, yeah. He 25. should have been on the same plane as the rest of our pitchers. He he has the potential to be that ace type. It's just about him proving it again well, this year. The way the changeup was moving, like I know the velocity was yeah. still up a little bit, but holy shit, like that's different, man. Like if you have that kind of movement. And now, like, oh, God, like the two-seamer, the four-seamer, that slider, curveball, the breaking ball that he throws, add in a changeup. That's dangerous. Yeah, and, he, and like, he's supposed to be your three or four type, which is, like, crazy if you have the other three working. But yeah, he, he's got the, the highest ceiling out of everyone right now because he's the youngest and he he's, you know, he's developing I mean, new pitches and he seemed like he was throwing harder the first game, which would yeah, be nice if he's hitting that consistently, but. It's definitely, definitely very encouraging. Yeah, he and Gosman, I think, are the guys. I think we talked about this earlier that we had probably the most confidence in. Yeah, uh, Barrios will come around, but it just seems that those two dudes, even when they're off, they'll gut through it and keep the team in the game. Where, like you said, like Barrios can blow up, whereas they just seem to be like, even if they don't have their their best stuff, they're just going to keep battling out there and keep the team in it. And Kikuchi, I think one of you were saying like, expect a slow start from him, like during the preview video. That was me because yeah. we were like. He's a guy who's going to need to be reworked by Walker, and it's going to take him probably a month just to get in a rhythm. And plus, not having consistent catchers is not going to help him, I don't think. But no, exactly. he might be a guy who struggles a bit. And who knows how long his leash will be, especially if they're going to like if Stripling, because we should, I guess, bring this up now. But if yeah. we're going to expand rotation, if Stripling's off to a good start and Kikuchi's not pitching well, how does that end up working itself out? How long of a chance does he get to prove himself? Well, he's got a three year deal worth a lot of money. So I got a feeling he's got a lot of rope. Yeah, he's getting the opportunity. But this is where Nate Pearson getting mono fucking sucks. Because this could have been his start. You'd probably see you'd probably still see Stripling for two or three innings, just the way the bullpen is set up. Uh, because Pearson wouldn't be fully stretched out. But this is where it really hurts. Because it would have been really nice to see him get one of those spot starts to see what he can do, right? Like, has he graduated maybe to being a starting pitcher or is he going to be a reliever or hey maybe opener like two three innings maybe that's just is what he does he's got mono that's not an option and we get to see ross stripling who i mean his first outing that we saw was great his second outing i think all three of us were upset that it wasn't david phelps we're at that game but we're gonna see what he's got now because he's back in the rotation because they want to give ryu an extra day and which means I went. I was go. I'm going to the game uh, tomorrow, and I'm actually quite upset because we're like, "Oh shit, yeah, Alec Manoa game," and then it's just like, I guess, gonna "We're going to see another Ryu start." 
you're gonna see every review game. That's what happens sometimes when you like playing games and you always haven't seen the same pictures. Yeah, exactly. So when I saw like I, I I went to see the Verlander Tigers for years, and every time I went, Nate Robertson was pitching. Like what? What is? There's no bigger disappointment. Oh my god, that's that's a name, Nate Robertson. Who the hell? I thought you were gonna pull like Jeremy Bonderman or like some of the other guys that were like good at one point and then kind of fell apart. But damn, the fifth Nate starter Robertson. basically every time. Jesus, unfortunate. Yeah. Well, maybe when we see Houston Verlander is gonna pitch, it's been meant to be for years. Oh god, I don't want to see him pitching the Rogers Center. He is way too good here. Way too good. He had no hitter here. Yep. Two. Yeah, Anthony always one wants is a tiger teams, and like one is a tiger and one is an astro. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony always wants to see good teams play us. I kind of want to go to see shitty teams play us so we have a better chance of winning. Well, I'm spending a lot of money. Score a bunch going. of runs. If I'm spending a lot of money going, I want to spend it. They're, the tickets are ten dollars, dude. But it's not I'm not just going there to sit in my seat. You know, I'm getting drinks and getting food and whatever. I'm gonna see this A's team Brand. that's uh gave the Rays a run. I saw someone talk with us on Twitter and they're saying like, doesn't this remind you like major league where they, everyone just hates the owner and they're just going to yep. win in spite of that until yep. they all get traded. But yeah. for now well, they could, the funny thing is, is they've all been traded. Like Frankie Montas yeah. has even, well, there was a talk that Frankie Montas was getting traded. No, to Chicago. He pitched for the A's. Yeah. The, the day he was supposed to get traded and he dominated. So, yeah. So I don't know. He's probably the only one left that will get traded because everyone else there. Like they're they have so much. Smith is making nice Andrew plays Vaughn. in the field. Kevin Smith also 0 for 16 with 8Ks and no walks. Yeah. Which just means that against the Blue Jays, he's going to go nuts. He's going to have the revenge series from hell. Yeah. Well, we we walked out Demi in pretty good. We'll see. And and JD. JD's really been struggling at the plate. He's breaking out every time. Yeah. It's been bad. I don't don't know how long they're going to keep in the leadoff spot, but. They already took him out and they're putting Rizzo there. Yeah. They had him back there yesterday, I think, though, because they've been kind of flipping it and they like. Him and Falafa have just been really horrible to start. Falafa had a good game yesterday, but yeah, not great for yeah, the new Good game. Falafa had a bunch of lucky couple of singles, singles. against the shift. Yeah, yeah, that's a good game for him though. Like uh, I was listening to, I think it was John Boy, and they're talking about like his advanced stats, and they're just becoming so much less excited about this guy. Every time you look at a stat, it's yeah. like this guy's barrel rate is just so low. Everything about him is just dude. Like, not he good. was a guy like Gio Urshela where it was just like, man, he hit for a high average one year. Like, shit, he plays elite defense. Is he actually good? And you look at the like the metrics and you're like, oh, no, that was just a really lucky season. That was where ev- like he had a bunch of seeing eye singles and everything dropped and his BAPIP was a, like a million, right? When and he was like, oh, man, he's perfect. good. Yeah. It wasn't even he's good short. defensively. He's good defensively. He was a catcher to start, and they moved him. To, then he was a utility guy. Then they made him a full-time third baseman. Now he's a shortstop. <laughs> and like, he's not even that great at shortstop. He's, he's fine. A better third baseman than shortstop. Yeah, he won a fucking gold glove there. Yeah. So, but they have JD. I I was making fun of this Yankees roster. We were making fun of this Yankees roster a lot because you have a gold glove second baseman who plays first and third, barely plays second. You have a gold glove third baseman who's a shortstop for you. Rizzo's good at first. <laughs> that's 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 a fact. Glaber is Glaber. He's not great at second base. Um, and JD's getting older. So he's good. We've seen him make great plays against the Jays, which was kind of frustrating. He's made a couple of good snags on balls that were fucking hammered. But you have a bunch of guys playing in weird positions. Then you had the Aaron Hicks in left field, Judge in center, and Stanton in right outfield. Then you had the giant outfield. 
last yesterday where it was Gallo, Judge, and Stanton. The Yankees roster is weird, man. Like they have a bunch of guys that play the same position, so they just, it, yeah, they just, they're all just trying to maximize their offense, and they just try to fit everybody in. And this is this is their this is their flexible defensive version of the Yankees. Like they made trades to make this team more flexible. Yeah. And their offense is still the same offense where it's a, like, I know they have more left-handed hitters now, but it's like, you get, tell me Gallo's not just Santon and judge, but lower batting it. Like you have a bunch of guys oh, that literally do the same thing that literally oh. do the same thing. You hit home runs, you take walks, you strike out. Yeah. That's the way they, that's what they want. They don't, they don't care about the strikeouts. The way they, they build their team. But. How frustrating is Joey Gallo, Anthony? He crushes everything. And it's just bad luck, always finds a field. Really bad luck with the way he's hitting the ball. It's bad Dude, luck. He, and he'll go on a run for like 15 or 20 games where he'll hit 300 and he'll hit 20 home runs. Like, I feel happen. like he, lucky it didn't happen this week. Yeah, it always happens with him. That's how he gets to 40. He goes through these stretches where you're like, can this dude, eat, like, can he even see the baseball? Like, what is going on? And then he gets red you hot. Know. You just know he's going to strike out. Like, you see the, the first swing? That, you knew. Like, yeah, the first pitch, he's definitely striking Exactly. You see, the first swing, you can tell he can't see the – like, he, he's just not seeing it well off that pitcher. And it's going to be ugly, and it's going to be fast. <laughs> he's going to strike out has, fast. Like, he still has, what, like a 360 on base, even though nothing's – Probably. None of his balls are dropping. Nothing's going over the fence. So, he's – Yankee fans think he's the problem. But I'm going to tell you he is not. Tony is very ardent, Joey Gallo defender. Uh, so yeah so that like that's been frustrating i guess we can kind of focus like teo being out and danny being hurt those are kind of huge like danny specifically we started talking about this and then i think we transitioned somehow but like danny's defense and the fact that he was hitting like the hitting was just a bonus but danny's defense was huge he handles the pitching staff really really well kirk's not as good defensively he doesn't handle the pitching staff as well he should be DHing. You have Tyler Hanneman, who I, I don't know what he is. Like, minor league journey, like a journeyman. You got Zach Collins, who's not really a catcher. Like he's Kyle Schwarber light, but he's going to play catcher. Moreno's not ready because he's only played what one game. I think he's playing his second or maybe his third today. But he, he, he didn't have a spring training. Exactly. So he's at least a couple of weeks away, just because. And if I and a couple of weeks means he has to hit like four hundred. Right, in order to be a couple of weeks away, because he's they probably a couple of months away. After that first game, he had like two bloop singles, and they're like exactly, and threw a runner out. So they're like, yeah, they did the the prospect report, like oh, two for five. It's yeah, like, oh. two for five, and he threw it a runner, and then exactly two bloop singles. The throwing out a runner was guy he gunned a dude down though in second base, which was cool. Yeah, that's um, but yeah, like he he's gonna need some time, and it's like that was a big that was a big deal, and. It was like, okay, well, this offense is still really good. Losing Teo is massive. Like, at that point, to lose both of them, Teoscar's won two straight Silver Sluggers. He's been one of the more consistent hitters on this team over the last two years. I'd argue he's the most underrated player in baseball, just based on who he plays with and the lack of talk he gets yeah. from everyone other than us, really, yeah. well, other than Jays fans. Yeah, like, he's... The guy is, like... He's a massive part of their offense. He's a massive part of their offense. To lose him is huge. 
to replace him with Tapia, probably it's a huge downgrade. That one's going to hurt. And we were talking about this, the Gritchuk trade when it happened. And we were like, okay, it's good because. Well, Gritchuk and McGuire, it's funny because it was like both of them yeah, just aren't going to play. And it, now but, you're like, fuck, I kind of like Reese's Gritchuk, defense. The only reason this is a problem is because Gritchuk's a better option when you have to play longer. Like when you got a, like an injury yeah. and you got to put a Gritchuk, it's a better idea than a than Now, Tampa. Bradley Zimmer is the one I really want to see get run. Yeah. I actually like him more than I would have liked having Grichuk because he can really play center field. It's been interesting the two times he's played. He went right into center field and George moved to right. And then yesterday, George was DHing and he started in center field. I yeah. found that very interesting. It's a smart um, thing to do. Yes, because he is elite defensively. And I'd like to see him get more run because, yes, he strikes out more than Ramel Tapia, but he's faster, plays legitimately elite defense, has a stronger arm. Hits for power, takes his walks. It, like he's a guy that has a bunch of tools. His problem is generally staying healthy. It's not being good at baseball. It's staying healthy, right? Like he's a guy that looks good, gets hurt, and then and he strikes out a ton too. Yeah. So he's a guy I'd like to see get some run. I just don't know if that's going to happen because they seem to be absolutely in love with Tapia. Yeah. Do you I'm think we start trade more and more? Yeah, mostly because Tappy is playing way more than I thought he would. Because remember, we talked about this. He should be a fourth outfielder. He should be playing like 200 and something. And now he's played basically every day. In yeah. the five hole. Do you think they start throwing Biggio in that rotation at least a little bit? If, if Aspinall is going to start every day, I, he's got to play. Like He can't just I be, have like, no idea. He's being I don't know if that's because they, they seem to love Tappy. Yeah, like they, it's been shocking the fact that Kevin Biggio has basically been. I. He is not important to them anymore. He's being treated. They're acting like he is the 24th, 25th, 26th man on the roster. It's so weird. That and they he, started him opening day. And like two bats in, they decided he is no longer our starter. Yeah, well, no, he started, he started the, the first two days. Go. He started the first two days. Yeah, and they pinch got hit pinch hit for. Him, and then basically Espinel has locked the job down. Just crazy. And even the last three games for Espinal haven't been great. Like it's not like Espinal has. Like I still think there should be some some sort of a blue That's why they're well. That's why they're leaving him in there. That's why they're leaving him in there is because he's hitting the ball so hard. He's gotten bigger and he's made some great defensive plays at second base. He had a not the best play at third base, uh, but at second base he has been phenomenal. That's yeah. It should be Biggio. I think Biggio should be getting more time than Tapia. we talked about him all offseason as like the Jays love him as an asset. Like teams were talking about, like, why didn't we just deal him then? Because that might have all been bullshit. Because that might have all get sent down to something. No, they're not going to send. I don't think so. He, look at he's how old he useless. is. What's the he's point of sending him down? I think he honestly. You're, you're killing his value not playing him. Like, dude, they're playing, using like, him. How you're playing him is useless. They're using him how they originally talked about him. He's going to play a bunch of different positions. and He's not going to play every day. That's how they're using him. And I don't know if he's that guy because he walks, but his like, did any of his swings look particularly good? I'd also like to point out they're starting him again. Like he doesn't hit heat well. And they started him against the guy that has one of the highest average fastball velocities in the entire fucking league. Like that was set up for him not to do well. It was actually set up. I think for him to walk was to just wait and not really swing it much. And then when you saw him swing, the swings didn't look good. 
They are and, screwing and, him over. That's a good way to look at it. They're he might over Kevin He might be a guy <laughs> that needs to play. The argument file. They, they are, well, they, they just put him in against righties, so like a righties pitching. So we'll get him in. They don't think, but then they, righty is. But then they left him in against the lefty in the yesterday's game. Remember, we faced the tag, like, or was it in this game where we faced the tag? Yeah. But right, like they have left him in for lefty. It's just. I don't know. I don't like the way they're using him just looks to me like he's the bottom of the Blair was saying this and Barker last night on JSTOC. I heard it when I was driving back from soccer. Like, that they're using him like a bottom of the roster guy. And maybe we should just get used to that's what they think of him. Yeah. But I would rather see him get some run than Ramos Happier. Especially I mean, considering to be treated, not necessarily Kevin Beachy. Right? We talked about that. The whole the whole reason I liked the Chapia trade was because he was supposed to be a fourth outfielder. And if he was playing as much as he's playing, you had problems. And they're four and three, so they don't have that many problems. But, I mean, they got some problems. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, no, it just, it's not it a just, dominant four and three either. They're, they're sneaking well, it's, it's, it's a little too, like, you can't really, like, go into that because there's a lot of things happen early season baseball it's just more the fact that this offseason i had to hear all about Kevin biggio and how much the organization loves him and these deals that he could have been involved with who knows if they're true or not it but sounds, if they are it's starting to look like of, that was some bullshit because just the way that they're not using him into the picture yeah because like before they got but also look at the way they're not using him if they really valued him and he was a guy like they were holding close to their chest and wouldn't trade for anything he'd be getting more run yeah, if they really like them. Right. They clearly, they'd rather have their slap hitting, you know, average yeah. defensive outfielder play hit fifth in a lineup. Him play. dropping that ball in left field, like. That was a very casual ball. That, he slid into it. He did catch it, and it came out of his glove. He dropped it. Yeah. What's Lourdes the purpose always- of put? I was just about to say, what's the purpose of putting him in instead of Lourdes if that's what it's going to look like? No, Lourdes made his sliding catch opening day. Just saying, it's probably a ball he had to go further to Tapia. But I would also like to point out that yeah, I don't think Lourdes would have gotten to the ball that Tapia got to. But at the same time, time, yeah. But at the same time, that can't be happening. It's another reason I want to see more. That's why Tapia is supposed to be there. Like, well, it's another reason I want to see more Zimmer. I want to see Zimmer in right field. He looked really fast running to first base. He almost beat. His speed caused that drop. Yeah, that's that, right. It, the the uh, and Rizzo took his eye off the. Yeah, yeah, like it's. I don't know. Again, he's the guy I want to see more of. But the way they didn't use him at the way basically him and Kevin Biggio weren't being used, and Tap Tappy was being run out every single day when it looked like they were trying to get different guys at bats, like Collins and Heineman. Like they were getting guys involved, and they basically went, "Oh, Kevin. Oh, Zimmer." Just stay there. Sit your asses down and don't move. You'll be pinch runners, maybe. That's what the that's Cavs what they've used like both every of them game for. basically. As you can yeah. look at, yeah, he's played every game, but like he hasn't really hit in any yeah. game. He's had like, had like seven at bats, right? Maybe. <laughs> like that, yeah. It's it's kind of wild. And this is we we were kind of big because like we either wanted that big Ramirez train in the offseason or like a combination of like a Chapman Schwarber. Like I still think we need another bat, and we were kind of all in agreement. But it looks mm-hmm. like that won't happen to the deadline now, and we're kind of seeing why. Like one injury, and you're you're going to tap you every day, which is something you really don't want to do. You're hoping Zimmer's something. 
Biggio is apparently out of the plans. Like, there's just a lot of things that I've yep. really and, worked out so and far. And Kirk having to catch most of the days means your DH is now catching. So your DH is now someone you don't really want as your DH. Like, or you have to put a defensive guy in so that your one of your better hitters gets a day off, but they're still DHing. Like this, these are the situations they're dealing with now. Yeah, like if you're going to DH Springer again, you can't sit Chapman. Like that just can't happen anymore. Yeah. You have to plan around that. Exactly. Chapman's a guy who tries to play all. He's like Marcus Semyon who wants to play all the games. So you give him a day off. Like I know he has. Like has he been amazing to start? No, but you know we've got other problems. So that yeah, it just it didn't make any record. sense. He has a track record. Like at exactly. least a better track record than anything else put out there. And I'll, can we also talk with this because I've been talk I've been just yelling at myself about this. This Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Can we just put him in the fucking two hole? Yeah. Just for a week, at least to see how it goes. There's two games this week. He got one last at bat in the two hole hitter. There were situations <laughs> all series with the two hole, which I like Bo, but like, come on. You want Bo's at bats looked better starting in the Garrett Cole game. But we talked, I, we have not mentioned it on the podcast, but we talked after, like, between us, after the fucking dinger in the Texas series, he, I don't think he had a competitive at bat until he played Garrett Cole. No, he's swinging for the fences every time. Like he, it was three, four pitch at bats where he swung every single time and K'd. Like it felt like every at bat was a K. And also, like he's just spinning and like out of his shoes, he's swinging. Yeah, and, and that's what Bo does. He goes through those streaks. I'm pretty sure he started the season the same way last year, where he either had a little bit of a hot streak, then a big lull, and then got going again. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, but Theo brought up how he wanted Vladdy to the whole time. The entire I, last season yeah. this year. It just and Tony and I were kind of like, well, the speed. And you saw it in the first two games of the Texas series where uh, Springer would go first to third on a bow single. The speed and everything doesn't help when you have an uncompetitive bats. Yeah, I just think of it as our lineup is so good. Like Vlad is obviously better hitter than Bo, but it's just kind of – we have flexibility. We can play with speed like that if you want. I wouldn't care either way. It's fine. But the way both sitting right now, I would definitely flip them. And the I, problem I, is, like, and with Teo gone, you don't have the protect, like, the guy that. Another big thing about Teo being gone is guys had to pitch to Vladdy because pitchers were afraid of Teo. Like, granted, Vladdy's the one everyone knows, and you saw what he did to Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's tipping his cap to him because. Vladdy's unbelievable, even though he had a finger cut open. Big baby. (laughs) It's funny too. Yeah, it's like you tip. Like I get, I get tipping the cap. I get tipping the cap when he he hits your ninety eight. That's like six inches off the plate. But tipping your cap when you threw one right down the dick and he tattooed it into into right field. Like maybe don't throw it down the dick, Garrett. I don't think he was really genuine. I know he said nice things after the game, but in the moment, it didn't feel genuine. I don't think any of us like Garrett Cole. So fuck Garrett Cole, no matter what he does. Yeah, he's a big baby. He fixed our offense for a bit. Nestor Cortez really shut us down, and we're like, oh, we got to face Garrett. Maybe it'll help us. Tyon and Cole, this offense was ready. Crazy. Nestor Cortez and... Luis Severino, not so much. Still didn't score. And we still didn't bullpen. score as much as as we could. You know, we yeah. we're better than this. We're starting to see what the Texas pitching staff was. Now it's going to be interesting when they play Oakland because, like, who 
Who are the pitchers they're facing? Because I don't think I was about to say because uh, uh, no, what's his face? We talked about Montas went. So they have Dalton Jeffries today, Blackburn tomorrow, and Aller. O L L E R against Manoa. I couldn't really give you an intelligent analysis on really any of those guys. I know some of their names, but I don't really know much. Blackburn was them. good like years ago, and I watched him in the start against the Rays, and they didn't hit him very well. But he's a guy who throws like eighty-eight to ninety-one with a bunch of mo- like he's not like he's one of those guys who just throws a bunch of pitches in and around the plate. Which I mean, after Nestor Cortez, is actually kind of terrifying. <laughs> Because you saw with the Texas series, like the big issue with the Jays, or the, the thing that went well, is they were trying to like pick the corners and they were missing, and the Jays were waiting them out. This series, like Cortez was just going at them. Like yeah. they were getting pitches in the strike zone, they just couldn't hit them. And like Sevy just overpowered them. Like he yeah. did. Because those those fastballs, a lot of them were in the zone. Now, granted, he got some calls down low that the Jays weren't getting. Umpires are bad. Strike zones. Have you have you guys follow that umpire report account? I can't guys? because it's gonna kill me. It's the it's like I'm not trying to be like a homer, but the strike zones the Jays have gotten this year have been crazy, like out of their favor. Go through every game, it's just been like yeah, insane the kind of strike zones we've got. Even that first pitch on Bo last night in the ninth inning was so far inside. They called it all night. He's been consistent. No, he hasn't been. That's Locked. yeah, he's, exactly. Not, he's not, they're saying like, oh look, they gave they gave Gossman a call. No, that's a strike. That's literally a strike. That, it's on the strike zone. It's in the fucking. Yeah, Donaldson yeah. was complaining on that strike three. He struck out looking. It was clearly clear a strike. strike. He was complaining about it. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, that shit's frustrating. Um, but yeah, it, the series against the A's is going to be interesting because they can't slow down and they've got injuries and they've got some issues. But like, they basically need to tattoo these guys. It's got to look like that Texas series again. Not from the pitching perspective of the Texas series, but it has to look like the offensive version against that Texas team. Uh, hopefully, Ronald Tapia gets hot because it looks like he's getting a lot of run. I'm terrified to see the lineup today. I really am because him hitting five better is today. Chapman is going to play at least. Yeah, Chapman is probably going to get moved up. Uh, what I'm wondering, I don't think we're going to see it, but like. Because I talked about Teo like hitting behind Vlad and getting Vlad more pitches to hit, so it's like, what do you do? Do you move Guriel behind him because his at bats have been better, but he isn't really doing much? Do you want Bo in the four hole? Like, I don't, I don't see how this is going to change quickly. Like, I got a feeling you're going to see Springer, Bo, Vlad, and then it's going to be a whole lot of what, right? It's going to be what maybe Guriel and Chapman and Kirk. Kirk kind of started getting to go last night. He, yeah, he, he hasn't looked. Yeah. He hadn't looked good. Like he looked great in spring, and he looked pretty bad this year. He got got kind of job. Uh, well, not jobbed. He hit a few to the warning track in that Texas series, where you felt like, oh man. Like I think there was one at the game we were at. We thought it was gone and went off the wall. He, he's also hit like the most. Would have been an infield single. Yeah, for if it was anyone else so far. But he did run one out. Well, he did he, run one he out. Hit, if he didn't beat that one, there was literally no. Yeah, he was, he was never going to infield hit the rest right, of the season. No. But is he a guy you expect? Is, do you no, think that is was he like, Bradley I Zimmer? Could walk, you could walk to first base. Anyone in, in this podcast right now could walk to first base and probably make it before before Kirk. That's how much like he should have made that. Yeah, but he did, and he's he, he looked better. So hopefully, he's getting he's starting to heat up. Uh, all I care about tonight, just I don't care what you do at three four. Just try 
Vladdy at two because he's at least to get more. At least he'll give I, him an extra. I have a back, bad probably, feeling we ain't going to see that I got a bad feeling we ain't going to see that for a while. Well, we haven't we didn't really see it last year either, so it's not bad. They're just gonna they're gonna probably leave the top three the same. Both both yeah. should be in the top three the or the top four. Guriel behind him. What I'm interested to see is if Chapman comes and hits five that, or hits six. I think if Guriel has another couple of games like he's been having, that might get flipped. Yeah, we need one of those guys to really get going. It's like before the before the year I said five, six, seven, and you can change it whatever you want. This is when they're healthy. So that's Kirk, Chapman, and Guriel. Like wherever you put those guys, not a big deal if it's in that order. Yeah. And because they want to go righty lefty so much and they have those options, it's kind of weird to see how they construct it, but they might end up doing a Chapman four. I think that is going to end up happening. This is kind of the series, too. Like he's playing the A's, he's playing his old team. And on top of that, he's always talked about how much he likes hitting at the Rogers Center. So you have him in a very offensive-friendly environment against three pitchers that aren't exactly world beaters against his old team in a revenge game. Like, I just feel like this is probably the series where he should he should have a big series. He really should break out because it's not like there's anyone out there that really scares me that the A's are going to be throwing at him. So. Over under one and a half home runs for Chapman this weekend. I'm not doing these predictions anymore because we said the same thing with the Rangers. And why I... you don't want to give up? You want to buy a jersey? Is that why? Yeah, Anthony, I don't. I'm actually it actually fall through if I actually said I would. Unlike you, so <laughs> I'm not going to say anything stupid. Um. Anything else? But uh, anything else you was wanted to get to? From this Yankee series, from Texas you know, the series, Texas Rangers are scoring a ton of runs still. So, yeah, I know what I was yeah. saying on the weekend as a spin zone for what happened, and it looks right. Well, they played the Rockies, right? Well, they blew up Otani yesterday. They did actually. Well, the funny thing was, yeah, this this Jay's pitching staff has looked way better against the Yankees than they did against the Texas Rangers. I don't think anyone would have expected that. Well, the Yankees have been struggling to start the year too. Like they don't look great against Boston. Yeah, well, and the A's have been hot. Stuff. The A's have been hot, but the A's have, haven't had a lot of guys that like you would expect to do really well. Like, it's kind of been like, oh, okay, Chad Pinder randomly hit a couple of home runs. It's like, yeah, oh, they had the park home run yesterday. Like they've just yeah, been like weird, weird they've team. they've been getting some early season luck. Like we've seen Baltimore, we've seen Miami have crazy early season runs where they win a bunch of games, and then at the end of the season, what do they do? They still lose a hundred plus games. So this really. Like, hey, maybe they maybe they keep going, but this should really be even with the injuries where the Jays get to put the wood to somebody. Yeah, and it's the only opportunity we're gonna get for a while because then we go to Boston and then play the Astros, right? That's yep, the and series. Boston Astros, and I'm pretty sure it's the Yankees again. Yeah, because they were talking about how they play the Yankees a whole ton. They play them yeah, again play in like, like ten days or something. Like which the makes first me two think, series in May or something like two of the first three are Yankees. exactly. So it's like there's gonna be a lot of Yankees games coming up. Uh, it's going to be frustrating. And you see the race schedule. They play like Baltimore basically the entire first half of the season. It's like they don't play them after like. So the Rays are going to get off to like a big. Uh, they'll get off to like a big lead in the AL East as yeah. they smash the Orioles. Well, I thought this Oakland series, I'm like looking like they play Oakland twice, one at home and then a bunch of Orioles series. I'm like, well, the Rays are going to be up like five games by like the All-Star break and. They lost that Oakland series, so I guess get them early is probably better to play. Thank play God, Oakland. yeah. It's probably tougher Thank to play Oakland early in the season than later. Thank God the, the A's did us a solid. Now they need to do us another solid and lose. <laughs> Just lose. Just Leave roll them. over and die. Leave them in Tampa. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Was there anything else we needed to get to? We talked about Teo and Danny and. Did we talk about Ryu at all? Should we? I want to see what happens in this next start before I talk about him. Cause I, cause he looked good. We were at that start. He did look good. He had some bad defensive plays behind him. The one that caught Bo. I don't know how much I blame Bo and it was a tough play, but you know, if that's made, he probably gets out of that inning. This is going to be a big start for him. It really is because if he looks good, because then he got hit too. Like he got hit in the back of the ankle and they took him out. If he can look like he did early in that game, I'm not so worried. Yeah, you feel pretty good about the, it. The velocity looked fine. He was up to they, 91. Like, they just kind of, you know, were more ready for it second time around, which is a common thing. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't do that. But again, he he gets out of the inning if Bo makes that play, right? Like, and then who knows how the rest of that I mean, game everything goes? Everything was how scorched, deep. though. It wasn't like he got like everything was hit hard after like even the ball play was hit hard. That's why. It yeah. Wasn't playing, but know? when you, had, yeah, it was hit hard, but it wasn't like it was a, a line drive. Like it hit hard on the ground right at somebody is still. We talk, I got, I, especially me who's been talking about this defense being really good. That should be making more plays so, like with Espinal in there. Like you see the potential they could be. Cause we've seen Bo make some phenomenal plays. We've seen Chappie make a couple, not like he's also duffed some really easy ones, bobbled some balls, but also just, yeah, last night was frustrating because they load the bases too against Chapman. Nobody out and can't get out of it. With Springer coming up. Yeah. Springer the worst time to have his worst at bats of the year. Cause he's having really good ones up until the Garrett, the Garrett Cole game was where like Springer had looked phenomenal until that moment, and then he looked like he he kind of got out of it. Springer went up there; he was right hit a home run on the first pitch, and he helped them went out of the zone, and then he just got ninety nine on the corner or whatever. Yeah. But Matt Chapman, you know, I don't think he's gonna make a base running blunder like that again. That was unbelievable. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, me neither. We've seen like he. I don't know. He's he's got to be better. Um, he just does. I don't think that's a big. I don't think that's a huge overreach either. Because he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be good, right? Yeah. He's supposed to make all of the plays. He's not supposed to be making those boneheaded base running errors. But yeah, Chapman. It's really all it is. Chapman threw a three zero slider to Kevin Bgo. Like well, I don't know what was going on. He could throw his fastball. He just didn't have faith in it. I know, but that's yeah. crazy. It's Kevin Beach. Nope. You can even take a few off. He's going to miss. Dude, he throws he, 103, and every once in a while, he just throws th- sliders and splitters because he doesn't think he can throw the fastball in the zone. Like, if he was Aroldis pitching still, wild. we would we would still be playing baseball right now because he was never going to throw a strike. He also night. does that like, against the Jays a lot, I feel like. I feel like the Jays have great at-bats against Chapman. And he was facing 7-8-9. I know we pinched Chapman. But... I wanted to see a replay on that Espinal. I think he might have gone yeah. on that. But, really dude. Cool. Even when they've yeah. been bad, they've they've played good against him. Like since twenty fifth, like since they were good, even before they were good in that season, they've played Chapman hard. Like they always seem to get guys on against Araldis. They have good at bats against him. every iteration of this team seems to seems to make him really work. So um yeah. Anything else? Go Jays. Go big yeah. big way, a big week. Are we doing a Sunday show? Uh, we could. We'll see how the week goes. If we lose the series, we'll be doing a Sunday show. If there's a lot to talk about, we'll if, if they lose the series or if they 
destroy them and we start riding high again. We'll be back for a Sunday show, a post uh, post Sunday thing to get back on well, track. I do, if if Ryu blows up, I, we I think that's we waiting to see another Ryu start. I think it's he's going to yeah. pitch this weekend. So it's well, well, we we got a stripling start and a Ryu start, and then Manoa to cap it all off. So we could be very angry and then be saved by the Manoa one when we go do. They're the going to win the stripling Ryu and lose the Manoa because that's just how it works. Just in some like combination. Of, yeah, like, well, well, they won the first two games of this year. They stole the first two. They'll games. They'll win the first two games by scoring like thirty runs, right? Like there'll be two high scoring ridiculous games, and then the Manoa start they'll lose like one nothing against the fucking A's, and this Aller dude who neither of us have heard or none of us have heard of will be Brian Merritt or some shit, and we'll be very angry. Baller baller. <laughs> yeah, God. Uh, yeah. If nothing else, uh, this has been Toronto on tilt. As always. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Toronto until head on over to our YouTube, like comment, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, we're live on Twitch. We do the, we do do this on Twitch. And of course we will be posting the audio anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, anchor, breaker, bleaker, all of the things. Uh, yeah. Like comment, subscribe, tell your friends. Blue Jays are here. And as much as some shit's gone wrong, Seems pretty, pretty good.